0: Welcome everyone to the We Must Talk podcast. I'm so excited about this episode because I have joining me a very special guest, someone that I've grown to love, someone I've grown to respect and appreciate, and really what this incredible gentleman has done in his life up to this point is just second to none. I want to introduce you to Mr. Gabriel Reyes, which is now the mayor of of the city of Adelanto, California. What's so significant about that is that Gabriel is the second youngest mayor in the history of California and the fourth youngest mayor in the history of the United States of America and I've got an opportunity to watch his growth and I reached out to him and I said, "Listen, we've got this incredible podcast platform called We Must Talk." where we talk about issues that just must be talked about. And one of the focuses today will be the the focus on integrity in business, from business owners to integrity with customers and integrity with our incredible government officials that must be held accountable to the highest standards in the entire country. So Without any further ado, let's get over to Mr. Gabriel Reyes. Gabriel, are you there?
1: Yes, sir. How are you doing, Mr.
0: Nolan? I'm doing phenomenal, and I tell you what, I want to dive right in. You know this is the We Must Talk platform where we don't hold back. We go in, and and, and first and foremost, I think it's important that our listeners... Get a good, solid background. Why don't you tell us your story? What, Where'd you come from? You know, How did you get to where you're at today? Let's go over your story, your history, Gabriel. Okay, perfect.
1: Oh, well, where do I come from? Um, I come from, you know, very humble beginnings. My parents are both from Mexico. Uh, my mother's from Michoacan, and my dad is from Chihuahua, Chihuahua. And uh, they, they, they obviously made their way over here to America for for a better life, right? For, for wanting more from for themselves. And my mother came over here, the green card process, gained her citizenship in the early 90s. I, in, in the mid-90s, I remember going down to the uh, convention center in Los Angeles and sitting there in the stands and watching her, uh, you know, raise her hand, take a note and, and wave her flag when she gained her citizenship. And my dad's story is, 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 is similar, but um, his was a little bit more on the opposite spectrum, he came over illegally with my grandmother and was raised here in the States not knowing that he wasn't a citizen. And when he became of age, he realized that he was not a citizen here in America. And my dad went back to Mexico. Uh, He went across the border went back and came over and applied and gained his visa and came over the right way and became a citizen, you know, grew up here in Southern California, uh, raised in, in, in the city of Alto I've, i lived here since I was five. I've lived here since 92 and, you know, there was not much going on in my, in my community. There was just a desert city, it's a, it's a rural city, you know, and I, I, <laughs> I hated it. I was like, there's nothing here for me. I ain't, man, I'm gonna die here if I don't do something different with my life. So I saved up $5,000. I, uh, you know, lied to my parents and I said that I had a a sales opportunity to go do sales for AAA in Hawaii. And I said that they're gonna, you know, I had to sign a two-year contract to stay there for two years, but I could always relocate back home. The reality was, was I had $5,000 saved. I shipped my car, and I was gonna come over here and then figure life out. And sure enough, I did. Um, I jumped into the hospitality industry, killed in the hospitality industry. You know, I was just given a chance. I was given a chance an opportunity, and I and I seized the day. I met the love of my uh, the, the love of my life, you know, to my wife Charity Reyes. We we met in 2012. I married in 2013, and we've been together ever since. Um, she's most definitely the, the uh, plays a huge part and a huge reason um, behind my success you know most definitely keeps me focused and uh and yeah in 2000 fast forward um 2017 opened up a nationwide uh credit repair company created that to be a multi-million dollar business year over year sold that off in october this past october here um 2019 because in 2018 uh like Mr. Nolan may mention I i was able to gain uh the opportunity to serve my constituents here in avalanto as their elected mayor and I've been doing that now for two years. And for those of you who know of the Victor Valley area and know the history of Abilanto, it's never had a good we've never met up to 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 the to the repertoire of the valley, right? We've always been an ugly stepchild, we've always been at a ghetto or you know, it's always a negative in uh, a negative concept to the city right because just those bad leadership and bad management and that's what pushed me outside of you know my relationship with god and the confirmations from god to run um that's what pushed me to to get involved in politics and was able to gain the support and became mayor and
0: two years in super excited super humbled and just just going to work man this is just a great background uh to catch everybody up to speed so You know, what I love about it is, you know, the United States of America, you know, really uh, where people should be able to have the opportunity to live the American dream. You know, your parents, you know, immigrating here. That says a lot. And it shows a lot about integrity, kind of like the basis of this show. A lot about the integrity of the fact that your dad realized that he wasn't here legally. So he decided to go back to Mexico and then come back. I mean, yes. Talk about yes. that a little he bit. We went back to Mexico. It was, you know, I always knew that my dad was,
1: you know, he was always passionate, right, about being an American. And it wasn't really until I was, um, I was running for mayor that he shared that story with me. But what it was was he just, he has a motto. Right is right if nobody does it. Wrong is wrong if everybody does it. Just because the trend or just because people are doing something doesn't mean that that's right right he most definitely is a man of integrity and a man with ethics and my dad said that when he found out that he wasn't a citizen um he he grew up in fort worth texas he grew up in the south dallas arlington area um you know went to an all-black high school all-black college and um you know before he went to to college he he willingly went to mexico came across on, on a visa and you know went through the
0: process and became a citizen Wow, that just says a lot, lot for his integrity, and I'm glad that he was able to have yep. that influence on you. I want to talk a little bit as far as when we talk about the subject of integrity, mentorship, I believe has a lot to do with it. Let's talk about your journey as far as how mentorship has played a role in your life.
1: Oh, mentorship, you know, is is everything. I believe. I believe that a mentor plays a huge part of of your success. Of who it is that you want to become, and you know, I want to I want to thank you, Mr. Nolan. You know, um, I, I I hope I've shared it with you enough over the years, but I, I thank God for your mentorship over my life. You know, your 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 podcasts, your audio series, your training camps, your boot camps. It was more than just um, business oriented. It was really really helping people build an integrity based foundation, right? Where you you did things the right way no matter what. Right. And, and and that's one of the things that I've learned over the years is just being a man of your word, being a man for the people and being honest in all that you do. I think mentorship, you know, you, you follow <laughs> don't take advice from someone who doesn't have what you want. Right. They've been able to achieve the success and they're there to guide you and they're there to not tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what you need to hear to achieve those goals, right? My first mentor was my brother George. Um, he played a huge life. He played a huge role in my life in those young, uh, those young teenage years, right? Those knucklehead years when I wasn't trying to listen to my parents. He was there most definitely to, to lend an ear. And then I had a great mentor in Hawaii in the hospitality industry. But then when I really stepped into my entrepreneurship phase and I needed to expand my mind and I needed to really develop myself as a person, right? that When I needed to develop myself as a person, that's when I was blessed to come across your mentorship and just what you've, what you've taught over the years about the power of the subconscious mind, you know, speaking things into existence, really creating life and living the life on purpose, doing, having a purpose-driven life, right? Knowing what it is. That you're going after, being very clear and specific about your goals, it is huge, and you need a mentor not only to help paint that picture, but help guide you and help keep you, most importantly, accountable for the things that you want to achieve. You know, and I think mentorship is it, 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 it's a it's a must
0: <laughs> in life. Well, To be able to come under the wing of someone. I tell you what, you know, that's so important. So as we dive in deeper, and this show is going to be deep, as we get in deeper here, I want to talk about, you know, because uh, I've watched you, you know, personally, I've watched what this, this young man has done, and to become the second youngest mayor in the history of California, I think everybody needs to really stop and pause and go, how did that happen? Now, as we talk about how that happens, you decided to move into politics. You were very successful from the entrepreneur side. But let's talk about integrity in politics. I don't want to talk about Republican or Democrat or Independent. I want to talk about the integrity of politics and your viewpoints on that. And how did you do what you did?
1: I'm glad that you said that. Because on the local level that I am at, being the mayor of my city, uh, we're something called a nonpartisan city. Uh, which means that we do not play party politics. We do not do what's best for the "quote unquote" left, right, or middle. We do what's best for your constituents, right? And I really feel—not um, I don't feel—I have the data to prove, right, that uh, that 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 party politics has gotten away from doing what's best for the people that you serve. You have to remember: we the people, we the people, vote these people into office. I had to go out there and I had to knock on doors. I had to get in front of 15,000 exposures to be able to gain the results that I needed to do. So I had over 150,000 interactions in my city. And what I mean by that is, is um, I have a city of about 37,000 residents. And I needed to get 150,000 exposures. So I needed the small population to be able to see me at least five times a day. So what I did was I just reverse engineered the goals and I made sure that my constituents knew who I was and what I represent and what I'm going to get done. In politics, we are they have been blinded. I have to say we because I'm a politician now, right? But they have been blinded by the party nonsense. The party did not get you into office. Your constituents did. And they forget about that. They get in this seat and then it, all it becomes, I need to be uh, be committed to this association of people because they're gonna help me get stuff done. No, you're gonna get stuff done. The, the, the title mayor does not make Gabriel. Gabriel makes the title of mayor. So remembering that your constituents are the ones that voted you in and doing what's best for your constituents is what these politicians need to do. They need to remember your neighbor, your person across the street, your X, Y, and Z, in your city, in your region, in your county, in your section are the people that you should be committed to to get results.
0: Mm, this, this is strong. See that's in, That puts the integrity into politics. Now, what did you take on? So coming in, taking the... The office of mayor of Adelanto. What 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 did it look like, and how has it progressed since? And what made any progression take place since you took office?
1: Oh, I inherited uh, I inherited a silver platter, a golden platter of mess. Um, I inherited a six point two million dollar structural deficit, which means that the city spends more than we make by six point two million dollars. Uh, I inherited our two pillars of income, which was private prisons and cannabis, as the the the, the streams of income here in the city. I inherited a, a revenue issue. I, it was just, it it was it was bad what it is that we inherited. And one of the tough decisions that I had to make early on, um, in my term, probably six months in, is when we started talking about this was the the the, uh, the fact that we had to lay off employees. And that's never easy, right? That's never easy to tell X amount of people that we have to part ways or they have to go into retirement or X, Y, and Z and have those type of conversations. Well, I was elected by the people to be mayor, so I have to do what's best for my people, right? I have to do what's best to keep the city alive, to keep the city afloat, to keep the city from going unincorporated or being taken over by another region or city So I had to make that tough decision, and and I received a lot of ridicule by some, but I had to share with the council, remember, council, we didn't get elected into this position by the city employees. 95, 98% of these city employees do not live in the city. Do we appreciate them? Are we grateful for the service? Are we grateful for everything that we did? Absolutely, we are. We're grateful for that time, but our commitment and our loyalty lies to our constituents. So we have to do what's best to the constituents, not the people on staff. And I was taken, I lost a couple brownie points for that, but I had to do what was best for my constituents because I inherited a $6.2 million deficit. So I have to generate $6.2 million of revenue as quickly as possible. So that was one of the toughest decisions early in my career. That we had to make, right? But that 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 showed something to the constituents that no matter what the decision had to be made, I would do what's best for them. Fast forward to two years into it, um, we've been able to put in a couple more than a couple million dollars of infrastructure work. We've paved um, Highway 395, which is a letter grade F highway. It was horrible. Some of the one of the top um, highways in the nation that had deaths because of the unsafety or because of lighting or so forth. Uh, We've paved it through the whole city to be a four-lane highway, two lanes each way. We've increased the infrastructure. We've brought in some major businesses into the city. I've been able to recruit the multi, uh, I think it's a billion-dollar business now. It's called Cold Park. It's the largest online auto auction in the world. We've been able to bring in Elon Musk with the Boring Company into the city of Alonso. So being able to clean up the image, the reputation The the, the who we are and have a vision for the city has given us the opportunity to really bring in some major corporations,
0: some major employers into the city. And uh, that's just the beginning. (laughs) Elon Musk, so the owner of Tesla, the gentleman Mm -hmm. that has the SpaceX program that just put, just did the Mm -hmm. incredible uh, space journey. He, you were able to help recruit him and his company to get into Adelanto. What did that feel like? It was
1: huge. Uh, being able to sit with, with with the executive team of the Boring Company and sit with them and, and really show them that we are a business friendly city. You see, I truly believe that um, stimulating the, to stimulate the economy comes from economic development. You have to be able to bring businesses into the city, because when you bring businesses into the city, that creates jobs. When you create jobs, that creates housing. When you create housing and you build new houses, that increases the value of real estate. When you increase the value of real estate, that brings more money into the school system. So economic development is what stimulates the economy on a city level. So being able to bring in a big company like The Boring Company, who, you know, I'm not going to put a limit on how many people they're going to hire. But if that, that alone can bring in three to 5,000 jobs, what does that mean? Well, we're going to need three to potentially, we're going to need 1,500 to 3,500 homes, right? Which means that we're going to potentially have another 10,000 students, which means we're going to need to build more elementary schools, which means that we're going to need to get more money from the state for education and so forth, right? So all those things have a trickle effect. So being able to say that someone like the Boring Company has made Avalonto their home, um, it's huge. It's huge for business. And I think it says a lot for not just my leadership, but the leadership from council and and the local administration that we are a business-friendly city and that the
0: opportunity zones that we have here is a great reason why you want to call Avalonto your home. Why do we do this program? We must talk because see what you're hearing. Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing grassroots how we can make the change in the country. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to Absolutely. have this incredible guest, Mayor Gabriel Reyes, on the phone today because he is showing exactly how it can be done. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before. When we talked about the importance of the city council meetings for the people in the in each and every city. There's people there's going to be so many people listening to this podcast. How important is them to to them for them to get to the city council meetings? Huge. Huge. It is extremely important because that's the
1: the city council meeting is the business meeting for the city. Okay? So whatever contracts, whatever businesses Whatever um, laws and resolution and ordinances, whatever is going to create the culture and the atmosphere in your city happens at city council meetings and they vote on it. And as residents of your city, you are entitled to something called the public comment. So that means that on every item that is presented, you are entitled to three minutes time. And then you'll have public comments where you can speak for three minutes on whatever it is that you want to do, or whatever it is that you want to see happen in your city. So this is what happened. No one shows up. Right. I'll be honest. I'll maybe have on a bad day, you know, five or six residents come to the city wow. council
0: meeting. This is telling a lot. So what's happening is people are passing the buck. You know, and I guess what yeah. I, I'm guilty. I've been including it, and this show so far has already inspired me. I'm going to find out when the next city council meeting is. I'm going. I encourage everybody to get involved. Listen, mm-hmm. we're hearing a mayor talk here, that's saying, and I think maybe maybe mayor is it that people are so focused on the top that they're not paying attention that the the greatest change comes from the bottom. Can you talk about that a little bit? Exactly exactly it starts locally right so what
1: i've noticed in my in my year and a half of of being a mayor is that party politics is making their way down and local politics is not making their way up and what i mean by that is this is that big party politics right um is 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 they're they're realizing that they have to strategically move and influence and put their people quote-unquote in positions to push their agenda well it's not their agenda remember we voted them in we the people voted them in so what we need to do as constituents is be involved we need to be involved and Go to the city council meetings and speak to your elected officials because what? guess what? If they do not do their due diligence, if they do not do what you want to see as a community, if they do not do and improve your city the way that you want it to improve it, then guess who has the power to vote them out? You do. Wow. So if you want parks in your city, go to the line item. And, and where's my line item for parks and rec? If you want to see more infrastructure improvements, why do we not have infrastructure improvements and why are we not improving our roads? If you want to see issues and, and getting better with your school system, go to school board meetings. Yes, school board meetings, the, the, the school districts have a body and they're called a board of trustees. So if you're not happy with the educational side of your city, you go to the board meetings for the trustees for the elementary schools and for the, for the school districts. You have full control and full authority to tell them what you want and you work your way up. Be engaged with your local representatives, with your city councils, with your county supervisors, with your assemblymen. Your assemblymen are the ones that write law for your state. Your senators also write laws. The A-B assembly bill, Senate bill. These are all bills and what dictates the laws of your state or your region or your area. Then you have Congress. Congress is the federal level, right? Those are the ones that represent your region or your area on the federal level with DC, right? Those are the ones that do that. Then and of course you have the governor at the top, but you have that direct influence to your, to your senator, to your assemblyman, and to your congressman. They have field offices somewhere around you because again, they are elected by the people.
0: Mm. You see this is strong because now I, I want everybody to understand the importance of the word now. see now not 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 later, not worrying about what happened before, but now see we must talk about this win. Now we must get engaged. Now mayor G- Gabriel Reyes, you're inspiring me but here's what I believe. I believe that people are so distracted. people are so divided. You know, they're so focused on Democrats, Republicans, liberal, liberal, socialists, independents, and we got everybody trying to identify them as different Americans. Maybe you could touch on that, Mayor Force.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. You said it. The distraction, right? Let's break down this word. When everyone has these and they range anywhere from 32 inches to I don't know how they can make these things anymore, but there's something called a TV. Right? They, they will go up to like 72, 84 inches. You got this massive TV. But what does TV stand for? Television. Now let's say that a little bit slower. Tell a vision. I'm going to say it one more time. Tell a vision. These parties are telling you a vision. Their vision that they want to fulfill. Their agenda what they want to push so you're buying into someone else's vision and they're scaring you thinking that you don't have a voice no you have a voice and your voice and your vote counts So you see they're trying to divide a nation and I'm a firm believer uh, and it says in the good book that where there is unity God will command the blessing so they're dividing everyone they're trying to tell people that no, Republicans and Democrats cannot talk and they cannot work together. That's the problem right there. Division. You're dividing a nation. You're dividing a people. You're dividing a region. And let us dig it down even deeper. You're dividing subconsciously us as people, right? I'm 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 a first generation Mexican American. From what people want to say, no correction. I am an American. My ethnicity and my culture I, is, a, is of Latin descent because my parents are from Mexico. But guess what the reality is, Mr. Nolan? I've only gone to Mexico once when I was five years old. So why am I identifying saying that I'm Mexican-American or that I'm African-American or that... I'm, and here's the funny, Indians don't say that they're Indian-American. They say <laughs> what? Native American, Right. Do you hear Asians? Do you hear Japanese? Do you hear Chinese? Do you hear Vietnamese? I'm Vietnamese American? No. They say I'm American. But when you can fill someone's mind to believe, no, I'm African American. I'm not even trying to get into that, but let's be real. How many of us who are of African background have ever been to Africa? But we want to identify, say that we're African American, and then you don't want to understand? Do you hear anyone of um, Caucasian color say that they're European American, <laughs> or that they're German American, or that they're UK American? No, they say that they're American. We're subconsciously dividing ourselves as a country and saying that we're this, this American. No, ladies and gentlemen, we are American. We are American people. Yes, our culture, yes, our roots comes from another country. Absolutely. But we are a country found on immigration. But we are American. We need to remember that we need to do what's best for us as Americans. Mm. And remembering that and protecting that. And really doing what's best for the future generations to come.
0: See, I believe, and
1: being engaged on a local level.
0: And I believe Being that engaged starts, on a
1: local level is what
0: matters. I'm sorry about that, Mayor, to, to interrupt, but I believe that that starts at the at the school system and the educational system. So when mm-hmm. we talk about integrity, what about integrity in education? What if our children were taught the things that we're talking about today? So when we talk about making these changes, you know, who knows about a, a city a council meeting? Who knows about, uh, you know, as far as how do you identify in school? If they say, look, we're going to all identify as Americans. We're going to tear down all these divisions and all these walls. What do you got to say from, from a, a politician standpoint about our educational system and how can we make change? Huh.
1: That's, um, from my standpoint... That's where everything starts. Our educational system and what it is that we're teaching them. I I was told by an amazing mentor one time that we've been programmed for fourteen thousand hours to believe a specific thing, right? You, they they will they will give us, you know, by the age of twenty-five, the quote-unquote American dream is to what? Go to school, get good grades, to go to college to get a piece of paper to give you a high-paying job, right? Well, how many people do we know that have these papers and these degrees and these masters and X, Y, and Zs but work at McDonald's or work at, you know, an average minimum wage type of job because they cannot put that, quote-unquote, degree to use? Now you're $100,000 in debt for student loan debt. Then the next American dream is to buy your home. Well, the average home in, in, in my region is about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a loan. So, just right off of the bat, the American dream. I have hundred dollars worth, hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. I have two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt for my home, and then a twenty thousand dollar car. to get start off with? I'm three hundred and seventy thousand dollars in debt before I'm twenty five years old. <clears throat> but we won't give an 18, 19-year-old individual a $10,000 loan to create a business. Why won't we give them a $10,000 loan to create a business? Because we don't educate them about credit. We don't educate them about taxes. We're not educating our children on the things that matter. I had a friend on social media and we got into a kind of an argument about it, but he said, the only hood that I wish that I can get out of is adulthood. I was not prepared. Whoa adulthood, I'm just like, you're right. Well, then prepare yourself. Now that you know, do something about it. Don't just complain. Take action. You see, one of the biggest phrases that annoys me and irritates my soul is knowledge is power. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. I can... I, I'm giving you... A blueprint on how to directly impact and change your region. If you're not happy with local politics, guess what? Get involved. Tell your neighbors, tell your friends, tell everyone in your in your in your in your cul-de-sac or in your housing area, let's get involved. We voted them in. But if you don't apply that information, the knowledge that we're sharing does nothing and nothing changes. Hmm. You have to apply the information that is shared with you to bring a change. So they're not teaching us the things that matter to be successful, quote-unquote, people in society. They're getting us in debt. They're telling us that this is the way to go about and do things. And then what happens? We don't want to take an opportunity to do something different because, you know what, my 20-an-hour job makes ends meet. Mm. We're being controlled to fulfill an agenda and that's what's annoying to me is that we're not doing what's best for the people we're doing what's best for a quote-unquote party and that's what's wrong with politics the republicans or the democrats or the socialists or the independents none of that nonsense
0: matters wow we're hearing this straight we are not getting better as people <laughs> we're hearing this straight from a politician's mouth the second youngest Mayor in in the history of California, fourth youngest in the history of the USA. So I think we all need to stop and pay attention to what's being said here because I'm hearing words of change, words of how it can get done. What power do you have, Mayor Gabriel Reyes, to impact the educational system in your city? And what limits do you have? And how could you instruct us, the listeners and our listeners, on how can we make these changes from the grassroots level to our educational system yes. so things get taught properly?
1: Well, well as mayor, um, I have the relationship, right, with, with, the, with the superintendent and the board of trustees. Um, and I can just share with them what I hear, what people tell with me, because uh, technically my jurisdiction is not the educational system in my city, but it's all about relationships. Right? So I have a great relationship with our superintendent and the trustees, and we have a working relationship. So whenever something's going on, we try to support each other as much as possible because I am still responsible over those kids because they live in my city. right? So technically, I don't have the responsibility, but morally and integrity-wise, it is my job to do what's best for these kids. So I have a great relationship with my local high school and the principal. And, you know, I I thank my wife all the time. I thank God for my wife for her being so supportive and understanding and believing in the big vision of what it is that we're trying to achieve. And I'm heavily engaged in in my school. You know, I go to every high school football game. I go to the basketball games. I try to make it to the track events. I'm engaged with these kids and and, and I put myself in situations to empower them, to encourage them to enlighten them, right, so to, to that they know that, yes, I'm the mayor, but I'm also out here with you. Wonderful. I'm in these trenches with
0: you. Mayor, Mayor. so who's right? making and these decisions? Mayor, an- if you don't mind me asking, who's making these decisions on the educational policies from the local level? Who is it that's actually making those decisions? So that's an elected position as well.
1: And that's uh, the there's there's board of trustees. And depending on the size of your city, it's anywhere from five to seven. Right. And then you have a superintendent who oversees the whole thing. Right. And again, all of those are elected positions. Mm. So technically you have the power on what policies and regulations you want in your city. But if you don't show up to the board meetings, if you don't show up to the council meeting, then they're writing their own
0: policies and doing what they want to do. See why we must talk. Mm -hmm. This is why we must talk. We just got some instructions, some directions. We got to find out who are the board of trustees in our city. Who's the superintendent? Yep. We got to get to these board meetings. We got to make our voices heard. Mm-hmm. That way we can get the changes that, and again, I, I think it's a process, you know, it's step by step. Is that right, Mayor? Is it Absolutely. Just, it's a process, correct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm so excited about it. So Absolutely. go back, back a little bit just to kind of, as we're, as we're winding this particular episode down what are some goals you have for, for your city and then maybe taking what you've done and for other cities. I know we've talked a little bit in the past about some goals you have for your city. Talk about that real quick. Yes. So
1: goals that I have, um, we're fortunate enough to be able to be identified as something called an opportunity though. Um, every city has them, but about 90, 95% of our city has been landmarked as an opportunity zone. So for businesses, for entrepreneurs, for for the philanthropists, right? For those people who want to get involved, that's an amazing opportunity. So that brings in a lot of people. We're about a 55 square foot mile and about 17 percent developed. So that phrase, "if you build it, they will come," most definitely applies to my city. I want to bring in a 50 million dollar rec center for my city. I want to really, because again, it's such with these kids. What values, what integrity, what morals are being taught them at a young age? I identify with my location and geographically, I will make Avalanto the manufacturing capital of California because of our location. Yes, we have the ports, the, the ports on, you know, San Francisco, L.A., Long Beach, San Diego, but there's no inland port. So guess what city is going to have the first inland port in, in, in California, the great city of Avalanto. Why? Because we're centrally located. We're an hour and a half from Los Angeles, two and a half hours from San Diego, two and a half hours from Las Vegas, an hour and a half away from Bakersfield. We are centrally located to all of Southern California, right? So our location plays a key part to the growth of Southern California. Um, San Bernardino County is the largest county in the nation. So nothing but opportunity. I want to I wanna have the city not just be a role player but identify our identity in our region. You see, I have a vision and being able to be mayor with a vision that's just gonna grow my city to really be that pillar for the local economy, for the regional economy. And it's a matter of being able to paint this vision and make this stuff happen. Right? I want Avalonto to go down as one of the greatest cities in administrational you know, transformation. In, in, in the state. I don't want, I don't have small goals. I have big goals. Right. And and I know that it can all happen because of the relationships and influence and and, and opportunity that we have. So
0: hmm.
1: it all it all just starts with, 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 with the support, having the support of, of the residents, right? And I make myself available to the residents. My lawyers tell me stay off of social media. Uh, no, I'm gonna talk to my people. And I talk to my people. Right? Whether they agree with me or not, I share why I made the decisions to do what it is that I do, because that's what I truly believe It's what's best
0: for the city. Not the party, but for the city. This is awesome. And, and, and parting words, what challenge would you give to other politicians? You know, we have a lot of a lot of listeners to this podcast. They're going to be going out talking to uh, their other Uh, folks around them, their neighbors, their family, their friends, but they also are going to be talking to other politicians and there will be other politicians listening to this show. What challenge as a mayor, as the mayor of your city, would you give to other politicians hearing this message? Don't forget who elected you. And your commitment is
1: not to a party. Your commitment is to your residents. So get back on track if you're not on track and do what's best for your people do what's best for the people who put their trust in you and do what you said that you were going to do. Don't create a whole bunch of campaign promises that you know that you can't fulfill because it sounds good. Do you Create campaign promises that you know that you can fulfill and make that happen. Don't forget, yeah, financially people helped you, but don't forget at the end of the day, who is the one that voted for you to put you in that seat as council as mayor as supervisor as senate as assembly as congress as a governor as a president don't forget who elected you we the people elected you into that position so be committed and be loyal to the people
0: wow this is strong this is strong I'm so excited about this message. I know this impacting a lot of folks. That's why this platform is so important. It's issues that we must talk about. This is a refreshing message, one that is atypical when it comes to politics because this is what's happening. These millennials, these young folks, they're starting to, to pound on the doors mm-hmm. and say we're not going to sit back and let this continue to happen. Any area, this is what I'm finding, Mayor, any area that doesn't have integrity these days is getting exposed. Whether it be inequality, whether it be backstabbing, whether it be lies, whatever it is, bad business practices, all of it's getting exposed. And with that, Mayor Reyes, do you have any parting words?
1: I would just say thank you, Mr. Nolan, for the opportunity. You know, and I challenge everyone that's listening. um, And I'm saying that you're not, but remember that ethics and integrity is everything right you should be able to sit across the table if you're a politician and talk to a republican or a socialist or an independent or a republican and you should be able to break bread and come to a mutual agreement on what's best for the people you should be able to have dialogue without being enraged and turning violent you should be able to articulate your message without being worked up and just remember that the power starts with us We the people. So I challenge you, get involved in your local government. Get involved in your city councils, in your board meetings or your elementary school districts. Expose the lies. Expose the corruption. But do it with data and not with feelings. Make sure that the people who are in office are fulfilling their campaign promises and doing what's best for your city, whether you agree with them politically or not. Because it's not about a party It's about a city because that's where this change from. I'm going to change my city to change my county, to change my region, to change my sector, to change my state. Mm.
0: It starts from the grassroots
1: up.
0: What a strong message. And again, that's that's it for our show with uh, We Must Talk. And now I think everybody can see another level, another reason of why this particular message this platform is so important we're going to continue to reach out and grab and talk to and challenge different people that we can that want to make a change like a mayor Gabriel Reyes so Mayor Reyes we want to thank you so much for your time for sharing with us today I know we've all been blessed and influenced by your message we want to continue ask you Uh, to make sure you take care of yourself. We want to keep encouraging you to keep the good fight for your people because you're being an incredible example for our country. Thank you so much, Mayor Reyes.
1: Thank you so much, Mr. Nolan. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: What a great show. Hey, folks, until the next time on We Must Talk, make sure that you're thinking about issues that need to now be brought to light because if you're thinking about them, sometime or another we'll be reaching out to you saying, guess what? We must talk about that. Until the next time, everyone have a great day. Bye-bye.